Hello everyone and welcome to Kindy Rockstars. This is the show that gives you the stories behind the songs from some of the best bands and singers that are making fun, informative, educational, catchy, and occasionally silly songs for children and families. I'm your host, Patrick Adams, and each episode of Kindy Rockstars will feature an artist and a featured song. So let's get to this week's show. Welcome, everybody, to Kindy Rockstars. We have an album feature today with my guest, Tim Seston. Tim, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. I really appreciate it. Good to, good to meet you, Patrick. Yeah, likewise. Uh, all right, let everybody know about yourself, how you got into making Kindy music. Sure. Um, so I uh, was, a, was a science major in college, and I started teaching. I uh, taught math and science sort of before I had children. And my wife is also a teacher. So we lived together at Concord Academy in Concord, Massachusetts. And like many other artists, when my oldest son was born, uh, we were looking for what to do. And I decided that I'd be the stay-at-home dad. Sally would continue to teach. And I took care of Charlie. And in that first year that I was at home, he was a really good sleeper. Um, so I had a lot of time. And I wrote a lot of stories. So I wrote, uh, I wrote a, a story that was called Chilly Little Charlie. And it was sort of modeled off this idea that uh, there's a book called Silly Sally. And Sally's my wife. And so I said, all right, I've got to do Chilly Charlie. And so Chilly Charlie goes to different places and, um, and tries to get to sleep. And so my first story, Chilly Little Charlie, um, you know, was, was dressing up, adding pants, adding shirts, adding socks, uh, adding a sweater, and finally saying, you know, why don't you just give me pajamas? And I tried to pitch it to book publishers and I wrote a few more Charlie stories. I wrote some Sophie and Ben stories. I wrote some other stories for family members and, and uh, you know, not, nothing sort of stuck with publishers, but I realized, you know, I have a little bit of an acting background and I said, I could, I could just perform these. And so I started performing stories. And then uh, pretty soon after uh, one of the preschools in town asked me if I played music and I said, I, play guitar in college. Um, not great, but I could, you know, I, I know chords. I can, I can sing some songs with kids. And so uh, the Mill Dam Nursery School hired me to, to sing songs with them. And that was 17 years ago. And it just sort of put me on a path of changing my stories into songs and writing more songs and getting connected with uh, other songwriters and community members. And I've, you know, I've been part of the Children's Music Network and part of the kindy community for a while. And it just sort of the rest was history. So the the books that you wrote were they full books or just stories? Oh, I I uh, you know, sort of envisioned that they would be thirty two page spreads, gotcha. um, you know, with with you know artwork done by somebody who was much better than 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 I. Um, <laughs> and you know, I, I I pitched to Barefoot Books, I pitched to Candlewick Press, I looked for an agent. You know, I sort of uh, I took photographs of my first story, Chili Charlie. Um, 
and, and sort of laid it out. And I still have that, um, which is kind of fun. Uh, you know, just I one day when my wife was was out, I woke Charlie up and I took pictures in every single outfit that he was supposed to be in for the book. And then, you know, I put him back to bed and and uh, had sort of the whole book finished by the time my wife got home. Uh, and then, you know, I sort of showed her the whole outline and she's like, oh, that's kind of neat. So um, I printed those up for one Christmas for everyone in my family, which was, which was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, the book publishing world is, I think it's a, it's a tougher business and um, probably could have gone down that route, but I, I liked performing them and there was a quick fix with that. You know, I could go to libraries, I could go into schools yeah. could, and, uh, you know, I just, I had that energy and it was, it was nice getting that sort of immediate feedback versus the you know, two or three year wait. Gotcha. Yeah. So when did you um, pull together like your first album? Um, it wasn't until 2013 that I, um, that I recorded in my bedroom, uh, Wake the Imagination, which was Chili Charlie and then 15 other stories. And they were all, um, they're all just straight stories. I narrated them. I think I had choruses for maybe half of them. And I think I sung a little bit on a couple of them, but I, I just basically did a storytelling album and that was in two thir- 2013. And then um, my younger sons are, are uh, 13 now. My oldest son is 17. My younger sons are twins. And when they were four, so 2000, you know, 2012, 2013, um, Luke started playing piano. Luke, Luke has cerebral palsy and uh, we found a teacher who works at Concord Academy and um, she was she was sort of working with Luke and he was sort of helping him with with his, um, you know, fine motor control on the piano and he really took took to it. And then so a year later, I said, hey, Annie, will you help me, you know, with the music for another album of songs that I've written and I can play on the guitar, but I'm not really confident with. And she's like, oh, yeah, let's do it. So she I mean, she's amazing. She she works with the uh, dance department and just plays any style that the dance instructor wants. And so I was like, all right, let's, let's use this style for this song. And, and she would just sort of, you know, she'd know my chords and she made me do a lead sheet and then she would play piano. And so my first recording, uh, my second album, but first music album was called Here to Play. And we started off by going into a studio and Annie played piano while I sung and then we sort of crafted everything around the piano. We hired musicians and um, it was an expensive album, but it was, it was sort of got me on the road. Uh, probably four years later, I did On a Roll, um, which was, again, uh, I went into the same studio. Annie couldn't come that time. So we started with vocals and guitar and, you know, the, the sound engineer there, Eric, played mandolin and, and bass and guitar. And we hired some of the same musicians and, you know, the drummer does the whole the whole album in one afternoon. I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> and then uh, my fourth album, Who Am I? Uh, or Who I Am. Uh, we had a new sound engineer at Concord Academy by the name of Naved Han Singh. And uh, he was heading off to Nashville uh, at the end of his sort of time at CA. And right before he headed off to Nashville to sort of make his career in music, um, I said, hey, you want to do an album? He's like, yeah, I'd love to. So he, he, uh, he recorded my third, my fourth album, my third music album uh, in his, you know, in his studio apartment. And then he got some of his friends in Nashville to do some of the mixing and mastering. And 
um, adding drums and, you know, he played a, a cool electric guitar part on one of my songs that I was like, you know, it was, it was tons of fun, just sort of, I don't know, very different album. It was all the, all of the uh, uh, songs that I'd written for two musicals at Camp Poke McCready, where I, where I work in the summertime. So, very and cool. then this one, this one, uh, forgot my oars. I, I did reference tracks way back in November of last year. And I had plans on sort of taking it to either Nevedhan or back to Eric or finding a new person. And I just couldn't, couldn't figure out how to do it. And one day I just sort of in the summer said, you know what? I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to play in the living room. I'm going to play my guitar. I'm going to sing. And it's going to be Tim Seston unplugged. And so these 16 songs are the songs from that I've been singing for the last 15 years at Mildam School, 17 years at Mildam School. And just ones that, you know, I play almost, you know, probably six times a week. And so I just said, let's just do it. And so I just played my guitar, sang my songs and, you know, got on CD Baby, did my own artwork and sort of had it all done in, in the matter of that sort of that night when I decided to, to do it, which was kind of cool, cool way to, to do an album. It is. Yeah. There, there's so many ways to pull them together. And th that last one. That that sounds like a a true DIY and you know something you can definitely be proud of. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, then I made T-shirts. You know, pretty pretty exciting. You know, it's, <laughs> this is audio only, but you know, I'm wearing my forgot my orange T-shirt today, and it's it's you know I designed it with uh, um, uh, uh, with a company in Wellesley, Massachusetts uh, called Custom Inc. and uh, and, you know, I went in and I had sort of a loose idea of what I wanted. And then we came up with this cool design using my logo, which is a, a person sort of jumping out of a book. And so we created this book with the 16 titles. And then I've got Forgot My Oars on the top. And then I've got two oars sort of behind the book. And, and now I'll take these to, to libraries. Um, the, the, the library across the street from where I live said, yeah, we don't really sell CDs anymore, but bring some t-shirts because people mm -hmm. really like to get like a download card or they'll go on, see your stuff on Spotify, but they want something tangible that they can take home. So I'm hoping that that's the, you know, that's what will happen. Yeah, no, I know this is audio only, but for everyone out there, it is a very cool looking t-shirt. I like it. It's, it's got the book with the song titles. It's got a couple of oars and then the, uh, forgot my oars album title. Very nice. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to feature five songs from Forgot My Oars. Uh, so we'll kick it off here with Charlie at the Farm. Talk a little bit about this one. Awesome. Uh, so I've already talked a little bit about Charlie, right? He's my 17-year-old. He's, my he's now 6'6", six, six, um, an athlete. Uh, you know, he's, he's looking at colleges this year. Um, he's playing soccer. He's playing basketball. He's playing baseball. You know, he's looking into architecture. But, you know, when he was one years old, I wrote Chilly Little Charlie and I wrote Little Charlie's Monsters, which is on my um, album on a roll. I wrote Charlie at the Park, which is one of the stories, uh, another story on my Wake the Imagination album. I wrote I wrote a story called Charlie and the Gold, which um, I based off the story of Rumpelstiltskin. And then I wrote this story, Charlie at the Farm. And just take Charlie to the farm and um, he tries to uh, try to get him to go to sleep. And so all the animal sounds, he's left there in his buggy by his folks to take a nap. 
and all the different animal sounds try to put him to sleep. And finally, you know, the baba from the sheep and the periodic horses neigh, get him there and he's, and he's there and it's a lullaby. And so it's a really nice song to, to sing with kids at sort of an end of a session. Um, or I sang it at a, at a song swap the other day with, with a number of my friends at CMN. And it's just sort of nice and soothing. And so, you know, it's the third album, third song on the album. And it's just a nice quiet one. And I think it, it's, a, it's a fun story. And I'm hoping that people will listen to that one and then go back and, and read my two or listen to my two stories that I told um, on the first album, listen to the song that was produced on my third album. And then they can even go to my website and read about Charlie and the Gold, the Rumpelstiltskin story. So it's neat. And then hopefully they follow me and they learn more about the other characters that I've created over the years. So love it. All right. Well, let's play this song. Here it is. Charlie at the Farm by Tim Zestin. Little Charlie was surrounded by the sounds that nature made. He sat listening, quite astounded, in the shadows of the shade. He was left there in his buggy by his folks to take a nap. The air was still hot and muggy as he fiddled with his trap. Way up above. Charlie at the farm. All right. The next song we're going to talk about is Do You Like to Be Scared? So what prompted this song? Excellent. Well, thanks, Patrick. Um, Do You Like to Be Scared is a Halloween song. Uh, and it's one that I've sung for years with, with my preschoolers. Uh, and I just, I love to sort of sit with my guitar in the, in the front of the classroom and, you know, right, right around October and say, do you like to be scared? Well, I hope that you do. So gather real close, cause I'm gonna say. And the kids are all there waiting, and then they go, ooh. And it's just, and then all the verses are just, I mean, they're it's it's kind of like a zipper song. You you zip in all the different characters that you want, 
and you ask questions and they try to guess what the character is. And so over the years, I created a number of different verses. Um, I've got a, a pumpkin, I've got a witch, I've got a werewolf, and I've got a ghost that are on the album, but I've also done a vampire, um, I've done a goblin. I mean, so it's just, you know, a spider, like all the different characters that you can possibly think of. Um, and you can just sort of, you know, build the song around. And the the sort of tagline is, is that if you say a ghost, well, there's no fooling you. If you say a witch, well, you know, I think that you're right. Or if you say a pumpkin, well, you know, so the, you know, it's a very formulaic kind of song and it's just, it allows you to keep writing. It allows the kids to keep staying engaged. And then you play them year after year and just go back to the, the same old verses. And over time, it just sort of, you know, the four that I put on the album are the ones that have stuck over time. So Awesome. And seeing as how this episode is going to be out before Halloween, uh, for everybody out there listening, uh, add this song to your Halloween playlists. Here it is. Do You Like to Be Scared by Tim Seston. Do you like to be scared? Well, I hope that you do. So gather real close, cause I'm gonna say boo. What is orange and green and lives on your porch? Has a hole in the middle just right for a torch. It has jaggedy teeth and triangular eyes. What is it? If you say a pumpkin, I'd say you are wise. Do you like to be scared? Well, I hope that you do. So gather real close, cause I'm gonna say boo. What is black as the night with a scary green face? And she rides on a broomstick all over the place. Her cackling will boil the blood in your veins. If you say a witch, well, I say you got brains. Do you like to be scared? Well, I hope that you do. So gather real close, cause I'm gonna say boo. What is like you and me when the sun's shining bright, but gets hairy and scary when the moon's out at night? It's howling will stop all the beats of your heart. Ooh! If you say a werewolf, I'd say you are smart. Do you like to be scared? Well, I hope that you do. So gather real close, cause I'm gonna say boo. What is white as your bones? And it flies through the air And on Halloween night It gives you a scare It comes from the grave And it likes to say If you said a ghost Well, there's no fooling you Do you like to be scared? Well, I hope that you do So gather real close I said gather real close Cause I'm gonna say boom. And that was Do You Like to Be Scared? All right, Five Pancakes is the next song.
Excellent. So five pancakes. Like to do you like to be scared? Was something that I, I wrote with my preschoolers in mind. Um, I knew that they liked counting songs. I've done lots of counting songs. Uh, I try every season to to do something. I think the standard one that I play a lot is Five Little Ducks Come Out to Play Over the Hills and Far Away. Um, but one, one winter I said, you know what would be really fun? To take a counting song and try to make as many different kinds of tunes with that counting song as I could. So I don't remember what the particular song I, I was singing, but my son and my friend Jose, you know, it's on it's on a YouTube video. You can sort of watch what I was doing with the with the song. But I just tried lots of different um, melodies, and so I was at one point. I said, "I want a winner um, song." So, five pancakes was this idea that you're going to have five pancakes and you're going to eat them, and then you're going to grab your coat and then you're going to go out the door. And then you're going to have four pancakes and you're going to grab your hat and then three pancakes and you're going to grab, you know, your gloves. And then I was like, oh, well, you can do this in the spring or in the fall with soccer or baseball. You can grab your cleats and you can grab your ball and you can grab your glove or you can grab your shin guards or whatever. And so it's, you know, you're getting fueled up for whatever event that you're going to go do. And then um, and then I brought it to preschool and then it, it was it was like, oh, this is really fun. And then right before you get to one, sort of later on, I added this whole verse about, well, you're going to eat. You know, you're going to have, um, you know, more than just pancakes. You're going to have, you know, yogurt and a fruit cup and bacon and all this other stuff. And you're going to be so full that, well, you're going to get out the door, but, you know, you you can't eat anything more. So very simple song. Again, you know, meant for the for sort of the three to five year old crowd. Um, have a ton of fun with it in the classroom. Sometimes the kids lie on the ground and they pretend they're the pancakes and and I'll, you know, I'll. I'll sort of flip them over and then pretend that I'm going to eat them and they go back to their bench. Or, <laughs> that's just, that's a good laugh. And um, there's a part in it where you, you say, but wait. And they just love that like freeze part of, of a song. You know, I think lots of artists have, have had success with the move around and then stop, pause. The anticipation what's coming next. Well, I've met very few three to five year olds who don't like pancakes. <laughs> there are a lot of pancake songs out there yeah right. those those and dinosaurs um, those are popular topics <laughs> all right let's check this song as well yeah so all right well, let's play this one here it is five pancakes by tim seston i found five pancakes here on my plate i'll eat just one I might be late, I'll grab my coat, run out the door, but wait, there's still four pancakes more. I found four pancakes here on my plate, I'll eat just one, I might be late, I'll grab my hat, run out the door, but wait, there's still three pancakes more. I found three pancakes here on my plate. I'll eat just one. I might be late. I'll grab my gloves, run out the door. But wait, there's still two pancakes more. I found two pancakes 
here on my plate I'll eat just one, I might be late I'll grab my scarf, run out the door But wait, there are two strips of bacon Some sausage and some ham Yogurt and a fruit cup, a bagel with some jam And still one pancake here on my plate I'll eat it all, I'm gonna be late I'll grab my backpack, run out the door Oh great, I can't eat anymore Right, that was Five Pancakes All right, up next is the title of the album, Forgot My Oars Tell us about this one all right, so Forgot My Oars is uh, the last song that I wrote um, for the album, actually. I was looking for sort of what is going to tie it together. How can I make a catchy title? How am I going to sort of build the, the artwork and the framework around it? And so I thought about the place that we go in Maine every summer, um, which is a place called Mountain Pond. Uh, and it is, um, you know, this idea that here at the lake, it doesn't matter if you have your oars, doesn't matter what you have, you're with family and life is good, right? And, and that, I think that's true for anybody, whatever vacation they go on, doesn't really matter what you bring with you. You're with your family, you're in sort of a unique place and you just sort of enjoy that time. So Forgot My Oars sort of has that feel to it. And this whole album is a, is a family album. On the inside cover of, 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 um, of my album, is a picture of Charlie, Luke, and Owen, and myself in a kayak on one side, and then my wife and three boys, and all of us on top of the cliff making really silly faces. Um, and then the cover art is um, is a picture taken from our dock at sunset that, that I I changed the colors with, and um, forgot my oars as a song. Really came out of the idea of row 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 your boat. Um, I was singing, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. I forgot my pair of oars. I guess I'll have to scream. And then <laughs> gently down the lake, I forgot my pair of oars. I'll have to use, and I would like bring in a rake. And you can't, you can't see the rake on the, on the screen, but you know, <laughs> it's an audio anyway. Um, and so, you know, when I perform this one on Zoom, I've got different backgrounds. I've got the different lake. Um, at the sea, we use a branch of a tree. Uh, on the river, we use a tiny little sliver, row really, really fast. Uh, at the mucky pond, we use the magic wand. Um, again, like, like, um, do you like to be scared? I'll go anywhere in my boat. You know, I'll go to the tub and use a golf club. I'll go to, um, you know, I'll go to the sand and use my hand. I'll go to the ocean and the waves provide the motion. So it's really whatever place you can go, you then have to figure out what the rhyming couplet is. Yeah. And that's it. And then the song sort of just wrote itself. And I was like, ah, but I don't want to put a traditional tune on the album. I want it all to be my original stuff. So I went back to that idea that I can sort of change any song to any melody at any given time. And I rewrote it a little bit and I came up with a melody that you'll hear today. Um, and, you know, and you can no longer, I think, no longer even see the structure of the original song or your boat except for the fact that we're in a boat that's yeah. that's sort of the only thing that that is still still there everything else got changed along the way so 
it became the title track. It's the ninth track on the album, and it sort of inspired all the artwork. Excellent. All right. Well, we'll check this one out now. Here it is, Forgot My Oars by Tim Zestin. I was out in my boat, I was out in my boat, out on a beautiful lake, out on a beautiful lake. I forgot my pair of oars, I forgot my pair of oars, but I had a rake, but I had a rake. So I paddled along, I paddled along the best way I could, the best way I could. And I thought to myself, yes, I thought to myself, you know this life is good, you know this life is good. I was out on a boat, I was out on my boat, out on a rolling sea, out on a rolling sea. I forgot my pair of oars, I forgot my pair of oars, but had the branch of a tree, but had the branch of a tree. So a slow way down, a slow way down, the only way that I could, the only way that I could. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, you know this life is good. You know this life is good I was out on my boat I was out on my boat Out on a raging river On a raging river I forgot my pair of oars I forgot my pair of oars But had a tiny little sliver A tiny little sliver So I tried to go fast I tried to go fast With my sliver of wood With my sliver of wood And I thought to myself And I thought to myself You know this life is good You know this life is good I was out on my boat I was out on my boat, out on a mucky pond, out on a mucky pond. I forgot my pair of oars, I forgot my pair of oars, but had a magic wand, I had a magic wand. So I conjured up a spell, I conjured up a spell like Harry Potter would, like Harry Potter would. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, you know this life is good, you know this life is good. I was out on my boat, I was out on my boat, out on a winding stream, out on a winding stream. I forgot my pair of oars, I forgot my pair of oars, but I think it was a dream, but I think it was a dream. So I floated along, I floated along, it was all that I could, it was all that I could. And I thought to myself, yes I thought to myself, you know this life is good, you know this life is good. And I thought to myself, yes, I thought to myself, yes, I thought to myself. You know this life is good, you know this life is good, you know this life, it's good. And that was Forgot My Oars. All right, the last one we're going to talk about is called One That Got Away. Tell us a little bit about this one. All right. So I think we're going full cycle. Um, we started off today talking about Chilly Little Charlie. And I think uh, One That Got Away was probably the fourth or fifth story I wrote. And I was sitting on uh, up in Maine uh, in our cabin. 
and thinking about all the fish that were down at the dock and you know what would can I tell a story from the perspective of an animal uh, I'd done a lot of stories about about children and so I said sure and I decided to name my um, little fish Sal and so I've got my little fish here on the screen which um, you know, we're, we're audio, so it's not there, but down on the dock. And then um, Betsy is my mother-in-law's name. And uh, another fish is called Little Timmy, which is, you know, of course, my name. And the uh, this story sort of came about that, you know, what would happen? What are you thinking about when the when the fish gets caught by by a little boy? And how, you know, is he scared? Is is she scared? Is she going to get away? You know, sort of what is there a moral lesson to it? And as I was writing the story, I came across, I, I said, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to turn this one into, into a song and I'm going to see what kind of hook I can get. And um, so the hook was, um, was all the little fish go splish, splash, splish as they hear the story unfold. Warning with this water myth helps the little fish she's grow old. And then I just kept telling the story and I kept going back to the chorus and kept going back to the story. And um, at the end, when I tell this story or I sing this song with kids in, in shows or whatever, I'll always ask them, you know, what was that silver thing that came down? And, you know, I get all kinds of answers and finally they'll say, it's a hook. And, and you'll say, oh, if you're a fish, should you eat a hook? And they're like, no, oh, you'd never do that. So it's just, I don't know. It was really, really quite fun. Um, I always meant it to be on earlier albums and it never quite fit for very different reasons. Um, I, I do all kinds of backstories on my website. And so I outlined sort of all the reasons that one got away, didn't make any of my other four albums. And finally I said, all right, I wrote it at my place in Maine. The album covers my place in Maine. The rock that is in my album cover um, is is the rock off my dock, and I I named it Signature Rock in the in the uh, in the in the song, and so I said it's got to go on this one, and sure enough, All I right. was able to play it and had fun. Awesome. All right, well let's play it here. One that got away by Tim Seston. Mm. Tuckerman Lake, her fins flipped so fast they created a wake. She darted beneath the old wooden dock to her home in the crevice of Signature Rock. Although she was safe, she was scared half to death. It took her some time to catch hold of her breath. Then she sighed with relief and retold the whole tale of how she'd escaped from the bright shiny pan. Oh, the little fish go splish, splash, splish as they hear the story unfold. A warning with this water myth helps the little fishes grow whole. Well, yesterday morning I was swimming about with Betsy the bass and Timmy the trout. When I saw something silver come down from above, we crowded around it and started to shove. 
Well, I saw it first, little Timmy explained. Get out of my way, he loudly complained. You poor silly trout, came Betsy's reply. If you can get by me, then give it a try. Oh, the little fish goes splish, splash, splish as they hear the story unfold. A warning with this water myth helps the little fishes grow whole. Well, as Timmy tried to give Betsy the slip, I scooted on past with the flip of my hip. I said, sorry mates, and I swallowed that thing. I just didn't know that there was a string. Well, the next thing you know, I'm up in the air, shouting, how can this be? It just isn't fair. Both Betsy and Timmy, they witnessed me cuss. <gasps> and the last thing I heard was, glad it's not us. Oh, the little fish goes splish, splash, splish, has to hear the story unfold. A warning with this water myth helps the little fishes grow whole. Well, all of a sudden I'm caught in a net by a three-year-old boy who thinks I'm his pet. His mom cuts the string as the boy holds me tight. You better believe I was shaking with fright. And then there it was, that bright shiny pail When the boy dunked me in, I started to flail Well, it startled the boy and he pulled back his hand Knocking that bright shiny pail in the sand Oh, the little fish goes splish, splash, splish As they hear the story unfold A warning with this water myth Helps the little fishies grow whole. Well, out came the water, and then of course me. One moment I'm caught, and the next I'm free. What did I do? Well, you make no mistake. I wasted no time getting back to the lake. And like a torpedo, I swim all the way here. You can swim very fast when you're shaking in fear. So family and friends, here's the lesson to learn. Never eat shiny things or you may not return. Oh, the little fish goes splish, splash, splish as they hear the story unfold. A warning with this water myth helps the little fishies grow whole. A warning with this water myth helps the little fishies grow And that was One That Got Away, and that wraps up our song feature for the album Forgot My Oars. All right, Tim, let everybody know, where can they stream, download, buy that album, uh, check out your website, and how can they connect with you on social media? Awesome. Well, I, I have it up on all different platforms, uh, you know, Spotify, YouTube, um, sort of anywhere you can, anywhere you can buy music. Um, one of my favorites is, is a place called Songs for Teaching. Um, I co-chaired the CMN conference in 2022 with Alice Burba, who's, uh, who does songs for teaching. So a little plug for, for Alice. So you can buy my album through Alice, all five of my albums. Um, you can also go to my website, which is www.frompage.com. 
to-play.com. Uh, and that will take you to all my different albums. Uh, you can, I, I try to put all my lyrics up. I try to put backstories for all the, all the songs and stories. Um, I've got probably another 50, 60 stories and songs that have yet to be recorded that I'll, that I'll keep working on. I've got five musicals that I've, that I've written for people at camp, um, that I'm still playing around with. So I'm, I'm always writing, always, I'm trying to create. And then I've got a YouTube channel as well. So you can check out my YouTube channel. I think I've got one that got away, five pancakes. Um, uh, do you like to be scared? Sort of old versions of those songs that are that are up there. And a few few more from my album. So Now is your YouTube channel under Tim Seston or from page to play? It's under Tim Seston. Got it. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> yeah. And if I can plug one of my other episodes, uh, Tim mentioned the CMN, the Children's Music Network Conference. Um, one of my episodes took place from there, and Tim's song, David and the Mosquito, is featured on that one as well. So go check that one out as well. And Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show. It has been a blast having you on, and best of luck with everything. And uh, I, you know, I've other episodes, I've been talking to people about what their plans were for the rest of 2022, but 2022 is going quickly. <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's almost over. A couple more months, and you know, and then there are more projects, right? More things that are going to happen in 2023. Absolutely. So, All right. Well, well thank so you. Much, you got it. Thanks for coming on. All right. My pleasure. Take care.